Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Gian. I, uh, I want to start in here with a, a question for you, man. Um, just uh, a big part of the podcast is not just about the coaching life, but also being strong in the home. And so just question for you, what's uh, what's your top tip or, or um, biggest biggest thing that you uh, attest to for having a great marriage with, with Meredith? I think it's trying to be as clear as possible in our communication. Um, being a tennis player for a long time and being an only child, communication was always hard for me because I could I just did everything by myself, you know, never had to rely on other people. And then coming to college, being on a team that helped, you know, uh, finding a girlfriend and then turning into my wife, that also helped. Becoming a coach, that always helped. But still just being intentional and being very clear about what you're trying to say, you know? And I think sometimes if you listen to my conversations with my wife, it feels like we're four years old, just trying to verbalize it as clear as possible. But I think that makes it so that we know we're on the same page by the end of that conversation. You know, we're not assuming anything. I think, you know, John Acuff says clear is kind. And I think that's so true. And that's good. Golden, golden uh, marriage <laughs> advice from Coach Lemmy. Um, man, I was uh, I was blessed to get to stand up there the day you and Meredith uh, got married. And I think as I think about marriage, too, it's like um, everything's changing. You know, now we have three kids. Uh, what we did last year is completely different than than what we're doing this year. And uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit about our guests today, Gian. Yeah, today's guest has lived in so many different places. Everyone is going to be amazed. Um, our guest is Paul Phillips. He is the assistant baseball coach at Covenant. Surprise, Chad. But we wanted to save this interview towards the end of our season, Chad, season two of our podcast, because it's so good. This guy has so much wisdom. He got to live in Alaska, Germany, and Singapore before coming back to his alma mater at, uh, at Covenant to coach under Doug Simons that we've had on the podcast as well. Um, and I feel like um, besides Liberty, I think Covenant has had the most people come on our podcast, Chad, and maybe for season three, we need to bring up some more of those because they're just such incredible human beings and as well as incredible coaches. You know, Covenant is an elite athletics department um, and, and they just exemplify what Christ should look like on the coaching field. Um, the, word, the word that I hear from all of them and their coaching is just the word discipleship. You know, Christian college, they're attracting a lot of a lot of Christian students. And I think they're doing a really, really good job at discipling the students that they get. Um, but hey, we're we're ready to get into this one with Coach Paul Phillips right now. Coach Paul Phillips, thank you so much for coming on the Christian Coach Podcast. An honor to have you here. Um, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me here, Jan. Uh, this is really an honor to be part of this. You know, I was listening to uh, some of the earlier episodes. Uh, you've had some great guests on here. Uh, Hugh Freeze, of course, Dr. Tim Sedgel, Dan Tudor, uh, all guys that I uh, look up to and uh, respect a lot in this profession. So. Uh, but to answer your, your question, uh, what does it mean to be a Christian coach? I think um, to me, you know, it, it really 
just goes back to what does it mean to to be a Christian? And uh, you know, I'm thankful that um, you know Jesus Christ has come down and died on the cross for uh, my sins, for our sins. And because of him and his righteousness, you know, we have um, not only new life, but a, a new identity that is completely rooted in him um, based off of his good works. And so I think, you know, it's what it means to be a Christian coach is to have our identities um, resting in him and transformed by him. And, you know, that looks, that looks different for everyone, obviously. And it should just, it should totally shape the way we do everything. I, I was listening to uh, Coach, Coach Freeze uh, earlier just talk about uh, how it should transform, um, you know, what we do, whether we're a, a pastor, a coach, a banker, and I, I'm right there with him. I, I think that's right on the money. Um, you know, something we talk about on the baseball coaching staff is uh, being a transformational coach rather than a transactional coach. And, and that's, that's why I got into coaching in the first place is to really just build that relationship with my players and help them grow, not, not only as baseball players, but uh, as men, as followers of Christ. You know, I, I say, if, if I'm not pointing my athletes, my student athletes to Jesus Christ, then I'm, I'm failing them as a coach. And I think that that just transforms uh, their identities, you know, and uh, your relationship with God is, is everything. And if, if that's not going well, you're going to, you're going to be a lot more uneasy and, and anxious in all aspects of life, especially on the field. And so um, I think it starts with, with that right there. It's just your yeah. relationship with God. Yeah. You, you talked about transformational and, and transactional. Um, I listened to a quote that said, you want to know if you're a good coach, ask the worst player on your team. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I was like, oof, okay. I think I need to do a little bit better job. That, that really convicted me. Um, but yeah, so let's go back now to young Paul. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, how did you get into baseball? Yeah, so I was uh, born and raised in Austin, Texas. So okay. I'm diehard Texas everything. Um, and I, I just grew up in a baseball family. My dad coached me in Little League and loved baseball. We had season tickets to the, the Texas Rangers. And um, my mom's a huge baseball fan, all my siblings. My brothers both played and um, every family trip we ever went on involved baseball in some way, you know, whether it was seeing a new stadium or whatnot. And, and so I've just always had a, a passion for baseball uh, played for a, a small private Christian school and uh, school of Austin and, um, and wanted to go play college baseball somewhere. I thought for sure I, I wanted to stay in Texas. I really knew two things other than 
um, that I wanted to play college baseball was one that I, I wanted to stay in Texas and, and two that I absolutely 100% was not going to go to covenant. <laughs> and why is that? Why, why that hatred? Yeah. So I, um, mainly ignorance and pride. So I, I had two, uh, my two of my older siblings came here and covenant was just starting out as a baseball program. They'd been around for about four or five years when I was starting to look and uh, I very much wanted to go do my own thing, uh, blaze my own path. And, um, plus, you know, I, I didn't know anything about college baseball other than division one. And so I thought, you know, it's a small school, you know, I, I would go in and dominate right away. And of course, uh, God, God had other plans. I, I came out and I visited, um, really begrudgingly, really just to, to get my parents and, and my sister off my back, uh, and just was looking for every reason not to come here. Um, but the campus was beautiful. The people were super sincere and authentic. And, but it was when I sat down with coach Simons, our head coach who restarted the program back in 2005 and is still there and just heard him talk about the, the Christian culture and the, the Christ centered atmosphere. When I just thought, man, if, if I'm going to go somewhere for four years, I want to be surrounded by people who are going to push me closer to Christ and, and not away from him. And how awesome would that be to be on a team surrounded by Christian brothers? So that's why uh, that's how I ended up at Covenant and as a student athlete. Uh, how was how was the experience playing for Coach Simons and then now working for him? Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, I loved it. So I've, I've been at Covenant for nine years now as a, both a combined as a student athlete and five years as a coach. So um, I tell people all the time that I can't imagine going anywhere else and having the success that I did academically, athletically, and, and spiritually, you know, and, and we were really good. We won the conference my senior year. That was our first year in the NCAA, got to go compete in NCAA regional. Uh, but the highlight was just the the relationships that I made. You know, I met my wife here. She's a she's a fellow Texan, of course. Uh, our kids are named Dallas and Ranger. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it runs deep for sure. Uh, I wanted to name my kids Nike or Ace, but my wife did not let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was so that was actually her her suggestion. Wow, so that's, that's how you know I'm married. She might be more of a Texan than you, then. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Well, that's good. Um, so then you, you played a covenant and then did you go overseas right away? Uh, so I actually went up to Alaska first. Uh, <laughs> that's overseas. Yes. Yeah. So she, my wife, she graduated here before me. I, I had to make sure that uh, I locked in that, uh, yep. that marriage and uh, we got married six months after I graduated. I lived in Alaska for about a year. And did she move there before you graduated? Yes. Yeah. So she had a summer job there every, every year at covenant and then kind of parlayed that into a full-time job okay. was in the industry she wanted to get into. And, uh, she loved traveling and adventure, which there's plenty to do in Alaska. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I went up there. Uh, did you get a, to play baseball in Alaska? I, I did not. I, you know, we had just won the conference my senior year. And so I kind of thought I would never play again. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was a perfect way to go out. 
but I do regret not trying to go play in that Alaska league. It, it's a very competitive league. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if uh, I would have been able to make it, but um, I, I wish I had tried in, in some capacity, but had to make money. Yeah. Being out of college. Yep. That's good. And then after that, where'd you go? So after that, I got the opportunity to uh, kind of get my own uh, study abroad experience uh, with my wife, Emily, and and we went to Füssen, Germany. I'm sure I'm still not saying that right. <laughs> uh, that is a couple hours south of Munich, right on the Austrian border. And okay. That was awesome. That was just a small little semi-professional club and uh, that was a blast getting to be a player coach. I knew I wanted to get back into coaching uh, and that was great. I think being a player coach was, uh, that's my favorite position I've, I've ever been in. Um, and what was, what was the decision-making like to move from Alaska to Germany? Uh, it was, you know, my wife loved Alaska. So it was actually really easy because she, she thought that she, um, you know, wanted to kind of live abroad her whole life before we, we started dating. And it's funny because when she married me, she thought or said yes to, to even dating me. She was she thought she was putting traveling on hold. And uh, so she was eager to go to Germany. And, and okay. I was too. I I never got that study abroad experience as a student athlete. And uh, I was really looking forward to getting to do that. And, and it was just an awesome yeah experience were you guys were you guys able to find a church in germany or how how was your faith walk during that time yeah that's that's a really good question so uh we found one evangelical church a, a lot of the area that we were in was were um, catholic churches and so and and really the protestant faith um is was not thriving by any means uh in in that region at least uh, thankfully, there was a an evangelical church uh, within biking distance of our house, which was our, our main means of transportation. And uh, but it was all in German, and uh, you know we didn't understand a word of it. So, plus we played on on Sundays often, or, or traveled, you know, on the weekends. And so that was tough. That was that was probably the toughest part was not having a regular church community to be a part of, to worship and just have do life. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in other ways I grew, uh, I grew in other areas. Uh, we, we certainly grew closer to each other. Uh, I definitely recommend to every newlywed couple out there to, you know, if you get a chance to go somewhere new, whether it's, you know, another city in the U S it, it's really good, uh, for that. And then, you know, I got to spend a lot of time, just in the word and, and uh, memorizing scripture. That was something that I worked really hard at then. Um, so I, I grew in those areas for sure. And, I, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And then how now you go from Germany now all the way back to covenant. Yeah. So after Germany, I, um, I actually got to go be a professional coach in Singapore's <laughs> job title. And, um, coaching with a baseball academy there with kids as young as six years old all the way up to uh, some men's league teams so um, that was that was a challenge for sure uh, but um, a good year of growth for sure and then 
wanted to, we were, we were eager to come back to the U.S. after being abroad for about two years and I was trying to get into college coaching. I was applying to every job that I, that I could when the job at Covenant opened up and uh, I was just blown away when, when Coach Simons called me and asked me to, uh, you know, take this assistant role here. And I mean, that was no, no doubter for me yeah. coming back to my alma mater. And, and I'm extremely fortunate to land this position and, and, and be here for uh, the five years that I've yeah. been here. What, what was some of the lessons that, that got taught you while you're traveling and, and living overseas and there's not much church support? What were some of those lessons that you carry on forever? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good question. I think, I think just the importance of community and the importance of finding a church body to be part of, uh, that's something, like I said earlier, we really missed. And coming back to the States and just going through the, the new members class at, at our church, Lookout Mountain Prez, and just hearing the gospel spoken in our language and being around uh, people, other, other brothers and sisters in Christ was just so refreshing. Um, I think just that, that need for community. Uh, my wife and I are both very independent people and um, just realizing that, that we need, we need relationships. We need other people in our life to point us to Jesus Christ, to keep us accountable, to encourage us. So I think that's, that's the biggest takeaway. There's, there's so much, so much that I learned over those two years, but that would, that would be the biggest one. Yeah. You, you've talked a lot about how you and your wife have grown together, have grown closer together, mainly when you're overseas what were some of the, the things practically that you did together that allowed for their growth? Um, so that maybe some people who are maybe not even traveling, but, but are struggling because coaching is a tough, it's a tough position to be in, you know, it takes you away so much, but what were some of the things that you were doing? Yeah, absolutely. And let me just say, you, you are uh, bringing the questions here. <laughs> Good questions. Um, practically, I think the biggest thing was, uh, I mean, just spending time with each other and communicating with each other, being in those foreign cultures or, or just cultures that we're not used to, we really had to rely on each other and spend time with each other. And so that was the best part is just all the shared time and shared experiences that we had. And I think, I think everyone knows that. I mean, that's the number one way to relationship building is, is you got to spend time together. And then uh, just communicating. I think that's the biggest thing, uh, communicating what's on your heart and what you're struggling with. And um, that, that was the, the biggest blessing from those two years because uh, marriage is tough, you know, and it, it's a, it's a huge blessing for sure, but it is, um, it's, it's still, you know, it's broken on this side <laughs> of heaven and yeah. well, it, it's broken because we know that it's, it's not in heaven. So, um, yeah. but, um, 
but it, there's so much in there that points us to our relationship with Christ and and I, I think it just comes down to communicating and spending time and you know it's nice because she neither her or, or I could go and you know if we were frustrated with the other we, we couldn't just like say you know hey I'm going out with my buddy or I'm going to go over to my parents house and yeah talk with them and kind of blow off steam we had to really yeah. set our differences there so I, I think I think that's the biggest thing is, is those shared experiences and just yeah. being forced to to communicate clearly with each other and be open and honest yeah one time I think it was a, a pastor was speaking here at Liberty and he talked about marriage and if you imagine a triangle how if the guy's on one side and the, the woman is on the other and you, as you go close, closer to God, you automatically grow, clo- grow closer together. Um, and, and I think that's true even in my life when, when I feel like my wife and I are not in sync. It's because both of us are, are not in sync with, with the one who made us. Um, and so I think it's important. And you guys were forced to have that. <laughs> you, get, you know, you get, I think it's a little easier on this side, um, you know, in, in your own country when you have family around or friends that, that you can take that cop out and instead of figuring it out together right and and that's a that's a great analogy it's something we've talked about before and i think it's a great picture for all of us to uh, realize and, and it applies even outside of marriage you know yep. the, we should always be pursuing christ and that relationship with our our maker yeah uh, and and that's going to bring us closer to people who are doing the same yep now, now let's talk about your athletes. My, my last question is, what, what is one message that you want your athletes to, to know when they leave the Covenant baseball program and you know, graduate and move on to, to the next level? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good one. Uh, I think the number one thing I want them to know is the gospel. And that's why you know, my guys kind of roll their eyes sometimes uh, or, or won't even – uh, necessarily ask me how I'm doing because uh, I just I, I constantly want them to to know uh, who Christ is and and what he's done and, ha- and how that transforms everything and so when they ask me like hey coach how's it going you know just kind of that blow off greeting kind of thing I'll always say better than I deserve because uh, that that's the gospel in a nutshell, right? Yep. As if, that through God's grace here on earth, we um, we are God's adopted children, and no matter what's going on in our circumstances, it, we know that we have that joy as as God's children. And so, uh, I say that, and sometimes you know. The day is not going well, and it's, it's as good of a reminder for me, hopefully, as it is for them. But um, I think that's the biggest message: just knowing the the gospel and, and the fact that Jesus Christ uh, is real. Jesus Christ is risen, and um, not only has He paid our debts, but He has earned our righteousness, and uh, we are. God's adopted children, um, because that, that's the ultimate message, right? I mean, yep. that's, that, that transforms everything that, and that, that should spur us on to do good works. That should spur us on to excellence. 
Um, you know, we, we talk about uh, here at Covenant pursuing excellence and cultivating disciples and and it's almost one in the same, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think that the gospel obviously changes everything. And, and so that's, that's the number one message I, I would like our guys to know. That's great. Well, Coach Phillips, thank you so much for, for coming on the Christian Coach Podcast. It was an honor to hear your story. Just so many turns and travels. Um, and I, I, I know a lot of people will learn from, from some of your, for your stories as well. And uh, I hope you all the best, you know, in this coming season. How, how can we be praying for you? Um, well, yes, thank you, first of all, for again, for having me. This was an honor and a treat. Uh, I think the biggest prayer request for, for me right now is just that, um, that I would rest in, in Christ and, um, you know, this, this world has a lot thrown at us being a coach. We're pulled in so many different directions and it's real easy to fill our schedules up. Um, but uh, something I've I've been reminded of and, and trying to learn this summer is that I would just put my joy, my delight in Him, and you know, be still, rest, rest in Him and, and His goodness. So I think that's my my biggest prayer request. Right that's now. great. All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for Coach Phillips and all the 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 ministry he has there at Covenant and all the the testimony and the, the, the role modeling that he had in every stop of his, his life, Lord, with him and his wife. Father, um, thank you that he was, you know, you, you called him to so many different places so that he could be a, an image bearer of, your, of you, Lord, of your love and, and your salvation to others. And Lord, we pray that, you know, our tenant, you know being a college coach is so, so busy and, uh, and he pulls us in so many directions, Lord, that, that you allow Coach Phillips and all of us, Lord, to just rest in you, that, that we'll continue to seek you every day um, in, in a way that honors you, that glorifies you, Lord, and that brings us rest and gives us calm in the middle of anxiety and, and stress. And thank you again for Coach Phillips and this great conversation we just had. Let me pray. Amen. 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 Chad, what, what an interview with, with Coach Paul Phillips. I love the emphasis he put in, in the importance of finding a community wherever you are. You know, he moved to different countries, different continents. And that was one of the first priorities he and his wife had when they moved to that place was to find community. And you recently just moved to a completely different, different state. Um, tell us a little bit more about that transition and, and how you're finding a new community for you and your wife. Yeah, I think... Uh... It's not easy. Uh, so far in our experiences, um, I, this is our third big move. And um, each time it's taken two to three years to really start to feel like we're settled into that new city and with, with friends. And the first two times we were, we were busy pursuing career, doing masters. Um, and so this time around, it's been a big, big emphasis. And I think the top, top advice I give is just pray, cry out to God, Lord, we, we need some good friends of brothers, brothers and sisters in the faith to, to do this life with. Um, and so that's kind of where, where we're at currently and, uh, visiting churches is hard. There's, you know, where's the, where's the Kroger at, you know, like there's a lot of hard things with moving. And so I, I, uh, I loved hearing Paul Phillips, his emphasis on community building and, 
um, and doing so well, I think just learning from all of his moves uh, was helpful for me. For sure. I just love this conversation, Chad. This was so good. Um, my extra question for him was uh, on time management and a little productivity hacks that he has as well from moving all these places and having all these different jobs. Um, and, and Paul was very gracious to share some of those with us. If you want to hear that extra question and his answer, you go to our Christian Coach community on Patreon um, and you, you'll be able to watch the video version, listen to that question, as well as uh, read a ton of devotionals that we've been putting out every week. Um, and Chad, we just we just love ending this podcast with the same saying because it's so important for us all to remember that the mission field is right where you're at.